You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC and, Hereford- and Herefordshire Sport podcast, brought to you by the Hereford Times. I'm joined by Herefordshire Times Head of Sport Content, uh, Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Hi Chris, yeah, not too bad this morning. Yeah, I've been uh, deputy. Well, I've been deputising. I've been editing the paper this week, so it's been uh, full on. But yeah, glad Wednesday afternoons here for sure. Busy, busy man. Uh, yeah, lots and lots of stuff has happened in, in Herefordshire sport this week. Um, but we'll start off with the glaring uh, thing there: uh, the loss to Farsley Celtic. Right? Um, a little bit gutting to start off the season with a loss, um, especially at home. Um, what were your thoughts on it, mate? Yeah, I wasn't there on Saturday. I was at a wedding with no signal at all. So I had no uh, no updates. Uh, so I, I escaped all the doom and gloom until about six o'clock. So I was uh, I was quite happy with that. <laughs> well, I was yeah. a bit of a result myself on Saturday. Um, so yeah, um, but no, not the best way to start a season. Um, well, the sounds of it, Hereford created chances, uh, maybe just lack that c- cutting edge uh, that probably would have been from having um, story out for so long with the internet waiting on international clearance for him. Um, if I think if story played the last three or four games and not being two, three weeks without a game, um, you may have had a different result, to be honest, on um, Saturday. They just need to gel. Um, they obviously pre-season the international clearance thing really didn't mess up because you got two key players there that weren't available to play the games when Josh Garland had penciled in for to key games for them to gel as a squad. Um, you started coming together against Shrewsbury, and we saw the makings of a good a good outfit, and then the international clearance thing came in and they couldn't play. Um, so yeah disappointing um, not the end of the world but not the way you want to start a season for sure no definitely not um, I saw a stat about the Premier the other day because um, Manchester City obviously lost to Spurs um, only three teams have ever gone on to win their league in the Premier League after losing the opening game um, hopefully that's not true for Hereford especially with my predictions last week <laughs> Yeah, I think your prediction might be well out. <laughs> um, yeah. You better hope Josh Garland and the chairman get their uh, checkbook out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you think they're going to win the league still. Um, <laughs> there's some definitely gaps that need plugging pretty quickly. One of those incomings who actually, uh, with the admin issues, was James Vincent. We've got some audio here from his interview with Keith, I believe, after the game. Edgar Street is James Vincent. You're... First team debut, as it were, for Hereford in the league this afternoon. How was it for you? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. Really enjoyed being out with the lads. Um, like I said, it's been straight and sort of preparation for myself and a couple of the boys on the team in general, to be honest. Um, but yeah, to finally get clear and play for the team, uh, I was happy. Uh, just disappointed about the result today, but um, I think we can only get stronger and better from here. How much do you think not being able to get out there and play on a regular basis has affected your the team's inability to gel quickly? I mean, 
the team has done fantastic for me. Um, I've not played the last few games, but in terms of the team itself, I thought they've been brilliant. They took on board what the manager's been putting through, and um, I think in a lot of the games we've shown really positive moments uh, in the pre-season. So in terms of myself personally, I don't think it's affected the team too much. I think I think they've been really good. Um, just me personally, uh, to get into fitness levels. Getting out on the park, there's nothing not like it. Uh, there's nothing like game fitness. I've been training much, uh, but it's just not the same. But I can only get better from that personally. I can only get fitter, stronger, and hopefully help the team more from here. Plenty of opportunities for, for Hereford today. I mean, I don't hesitate to think what the chance count was, but it must have been very high. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you get a defeat like that, you do need to you need to look at the positives and. We created multiple chances today that on another day we put it away and that's three, four goals in the back of the net. And the lads have just spoke there. I wasn't here last season, but they said how different it was, how many chances they're making, and that's only a positive thing going forward. I think it's going to put us in good stead and you can see the way we want to play. It's attacking, good football, trying to be structured and solid, which we were. I didn't really feel threatened too much today. It was a little bit of a freak goal we conceded. So uh, there are plenty of positives to take today. Uh, we know we can build in it. We know we need to be better. But... Uh, we go again, and fortunately, we have another game to go and put that right now. So that was James Vincent's audio. Um, we're going to move on to some new additions now. Um, we talked about Hereford's need for it. Um, ben, uh, give us a lowdown. So, yeah, um, three, three new additions in the last week since we last spoke on the podcast. Um, the big one today, um, Harry Pinchard. Um, I gather the international clearance has gone through for Pinchard. So I gather he'll be available uh, for Bradford on Saturday. Um, we played against Cheltenham, um, and I don't think it's really fair to judge him on the Cheltenham performance because hopefully well below par and against the side that are now doing very well in League One. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's fair to ju- judge him on that performance. But he did show he did show what he's about. He's um, a very small, slight lad, uh, very much like McLean. Um, so that might be a bit of an issue in this in the National North. A couple of players will probably quite like to take a bit of a swipe at him, running past him, running rings around a 35-year-old centre-half. Yeah, he might not go down too well with them. Uh, <laughs> but McLean's shown he can win lots of free kicks, and I'm sure Pinchard can as well. He's obviously got a bundle load of talent because Man City were looking at him. Uh, last season, um, I gather that Hereford were looking at him last season, um, but obviously Man City were also sniffing around and uh, it doesn't take too much working out what, where his loyalties lay at that, that time <laughs> and you can't blame him for that, having a, a shot. Um, so I think Cardiff fans weren't too pleased when they released him, actually. Um, reading online, there was a, a bit of... Um, a bit mumblings about why why they released him. Uh, so he's obviously well thought of um, amongst those that have seen him play. So yeah, exciting. Um, he he won't be well. The all three that they've signed won't be the the staple of the squad. I think they'll be the sprinkling of extra players to bring in, uh, maybe the, to to open games up or um, definitely Pinchard. I I don't. I'd, I'd be interested to see if they can embed him into a first 11 with McLean. Um, I think it might be either or McLean or Pinchard um, without getting swamped in midfield or by stronger stronger players. Um, although Bradford on Saturday, on Saturday, it might be different because obviously 3G pitch, 
you can ping it around a lot quicker on that. And um, playing both of them may work on Saturday to devastating effect, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, welcome addition, Pinchard. Um, interesting to see what he does this season, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, it definitely will be interesting. What else is interesting, though, is that we've talked about striking options. Um, Joey Butlin was uh, left the club this week. Um, can you give us some some like insight on that, Ben, and why it might have happened? We only talked a couple of episodes ago about him re-signing. Yeah, uh, interesting, to say the least, really. I mean, uh, just on the, the bare bones of it, obviously played pre-season, in and out the side pre-season, got minutes under his belt, didn't look. Didn't look brilliant, didn't look bad. Pre-season, you can't take much out from it apart from everyone getting minutes on the pitch and getting fit. Um, so, meh, pre-season, was all right. And then coming into the first game, you're looking for players to really show where they're at. Um, from all accounts, I don't think he had the bestest games, Jerry Butlin. And then gets handed the penalty over Miles Story, which is interesting in itself. Uh, no, Butlin has has taken a score penalties for for Hereford, um, so that's interesting. Why Story didn't take the ball off him as a, a regular number nine? Probably the more more experienced of the two, um, you would think that he, he would want that opening goal at Egger Street, home debut, league home debut. Sorry, you would think that he'd want the ball off him. So it's interesting that. Butlin took the penalty, unfortunately saw it saved, and then left. <laughs> so that they're, they're the bone, bare bones of it. So make of what that what you what you what you want. Um, I've heard reports that I wasn't there myself, so I can't. I didn't see it myself, but Josh was. Josh Gowland was not too happy with the forward performance on Saturday um, from people that seen it. Uh, I was speaking to last night. So, um, but I wouldn't have thought one performance would make or break a player um, and the first game of the season. I, But then it's strange that nothing was said. Um, Butlin was just a regular part of the side and wakes up on Sunday morning, that's it, he's gone. So, it, well, decides that it's too much family commitments, work commitments is too much, which well, we can get everyone in their work can emphasise when, yeah, there's a breaking point, isn't there? And too much is too much, and something has to give eventually. Sometimes in the work life, family life, balance, and if if that's the reason he's gone, as as stated, then you you you've got to say thank you and and farewell. So I think he's obviously saying signed for Chase Town, um, his local club, which kind of would hint at that the family commitment reasons, other other true reasons behind it, because. Otherwise, he'd be sniffing around higher levels for sure. Um, there'd probably be teams in Hereford level, like your Lamingtons, that would probably want him as well. And Kettering, if he was, if it was not not family and travel related, you'd have thought they would be sniffing straight away. Um, so moving on uh, from Joey, uh, going on to the weekend, Bradford Park Avenue, away from home. A uh, long trip up north for you, Ben, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, long trip. Me and Keith, yeah, long trip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there'll obviously be the usual live coverage and reaction and this, that and the other from live from Bradford. 
I've visited twice uh, Bradford. Both occasions have been in the depths of winter and both times they've been beaten. Ah, so yeah. it's not too bad then. It could be worse. At least it's in August, not December. At least it's in August. And the press box in Bradford is inside one of two or three inside press boxes and above the changing rooms. So you can hear every splutter from the changing rooms. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. I mean, Hereford, they like pinging the ball around. They've got ball-playing players. So if it is a sort of 3G surface that bounces around um, like the Pegasus one Lads Club surface does and, and lends itself to ball-playing sides, then Hereford would be in their element. If it's a 3G service like Redditch, where the ball holds up every two minutes and you can barely get a pass together, then they might be in trouble. Um, team selection will be interesting. Who, who's going to... I'm guessing uh, Story may lead the, the forward line on his own, um, which he'll play the sort of the Jerry Butlin role and um, pull pull the rest of the midfielders into the game. I'm guessing that's the way they'll they'll play, um, unless there's other siding news between today and we're speaking Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock. Um, so between now and Saturday at three o'clock, there could be three or four signings. I have no no uh, inkling that there are going to be, but you don't know. You never know, um, especially with Josh. He tends to pull them out out the I was hat on a Saturday morning. <laughs> or Saturday one o'clock if you can get away with it. Um, so you know, so you never know. But on the current squad, you'd think that Story would play up top on his own, and the mid, there'd be a sort of um, I say five in midfield. Keith likes to go three, three up or three up top. So two sitting just behind Butlin, and then the the three um, just behind them. But it's, it can be turned into a five quite easily. Um, so, yeah, uh, just sitting behind Story. Um, so that's worked in the past. I mean, it's worked with Tom Owen Evans playing up there on his own. So I've, I've no, no qualms that they can turn it on um, going forward with the forward players they've got. They just need it to click, which obviously it didn't against Farsley on Saturday, probably because the preseason was disjointed. Um, and wasn't ideal. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so moving on from Hereford, as we always do, we go on to other sides around Herefordshire. Um, Westfields have got FA Cup action this weekend. Um, how do you think they will fare? Yeah, good. Yeah, they've, they've started start the season well. First league win um, last weekend. They play again tonight. So just as we're speaking, uh, they play Long Levens on Wednesday night. Um, which is strange, not ideal with an FA Cup game on a Saturday. You'd probably want it 24 hours earlier. Um, but Coventry United are a good team. I've seen them quite a few times. Um, always strong, physical, play like will play the ball as well. So it'll be a really, really big test for Westfield. It, it's not an FA Cup tie they can even really consider themselves as favourites for. It'll be a really good game on Saturday. It'll play Park um, three o'clock kickoff there. Um, so, but one you won't be seeing Rob Purdy. I won the forty. He lasted uh, ten minutes into his debut until he picked up an injury. So that'll be a bit of a blow. Um, Westfields have got a big squad, um, same as Lads Club, and you'll hear from them the, the injury woes they've got over there. Um, so both sides of the of um, Wide Marsh Common, they've got injury problems galore. Um, but yeah. 
um, Westfields have, have an, enough of a squad to to pose a real threat to Coventry. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'd be interesting. I haven't seen Westfields in competitive action yet. So I don't know too much about how they've started. Obviously, reading reports and different things, but they got a, a good mix of um, the youngsters and experienced players. Aidan Thomas came on, on last Tuesday night, played a significant role. Rich Greaves will be sniffing around the goal. So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see how they get on, but they'll they'll fancy they'll if if they get the chance they'll be destined for the next round of the FA Cup. Um, hoping for everything that brings with it. Yeah, definitely. Both financially and well, they've got a good history with the FA Cup. Just remember when they reached the first round, as we always uh, refer back to with Westfield. So hopefully they can go repeat that this year. Um, that'd be a great welcome back for the fans. Yeah, there would. Yeah, there'll be a big crowd on Saturday. Um, yeah, the first round, like you say, that that's what dreams are made of for them guys. Um, it's almost it's almost as big as probably bigger than, well, maybe I've maybe on level with promotion this season. I think their their eyes are on promotion, uh, but then they've not had, they've had a mixed league start to the league. Um, so yeah, they they'll they'll have their eyes on the FA Cup and all the. The joys that that can bring yeah definitely um and as well we've got some audio uh from lads club um from danny moon uh so we'll play that now so danny what's um how do you make that game game of two halves if there ever was one um yeah to be fair though even though we were two nil down i still thought we would play quite well um they're decent the four up front they've scored goals they've been in the league long enough for us to know that um, and basically I just think learning curve learning curve but I think anybody that's watched us play today has seen that I think we played well for 80-90 minutes I'm honest yeah the goals are disappointing that's the difference you get at a step higher that probably wouldn't have been a goal last year but we've got to deal with that um, when you've got 14 players when you've got 14 players missing maybe 15 now a Kia um, and, and arguably I'm disgusted really how it's not a red card <laughs> it's closer to being ABH and G- or GBH than it is anything nice um, I thought we should have won the game in the end um, but we'll take a point and they're going to be up right in the top anyway they're a good side so yes Ben that was the audio from uh, Danny Moon um, Lads Club drew two all last night um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, really um, a big lesson for Lads Club last night. Um, big, big step up from Division One West to the Premier in the Atlantic League, uh, step, from step six to step five. Um, and they're still finding their feet. Um, 14 players out injured or missing for, for various reasons, including, for me, the best player. They've got Adam Hockey, who, who can turn teams inside out, absolutely stir crazy at any level. Um, he's a fantastic player. So yeah, fantastic player, Adam Hockey. Um, but he's out injured. He got injured uh, last weekend. Um, and then to make matters worse, Keir Cowley had exactly the same injury. Um, I think he dislocated his shoulder, if I remember right. And Keir Cowley went down, was one-on-one, threw on goal and got dragged to the floor and dislocated his shoulder last night. So <laughs> two forward players for Lads Club, both out injured in the space of a week. So, but look, focusing on last night's game, um, they had a bit of a lesson off um, Brimscombe forward, Harley Price in the first half. He was just, he looked really, really lively. Um, yeah, the first goal kind of looped 
looped to him um, and then he headed away and the second one um, just got onto a rebound after initial save. So just the sort of the, the, the striker's touch that teams that pay money will buy because they'll know he'll get he'll get 20 goals this season, definitely. Um, but then after the break, we didn't see anything else of Harley Price. He kind of cut a lonely figure on the halfway line trying to get trying to get scraps and lads club came back into the game a lot more. Um Danny said they, he was happy with the way they played in the first half. Um I would say that Brims can probably just about deserve the lead at half time. Probably not a two goal lead, but probably one goal in it. Um and then how how but however lads club came back fantastically second half. Uh James Hancock um was lively all night on the on the wing. And set up Levi Ellis for the first goal. And Levi just had to tap home, really. Um, it was a searching ball into the cross, that, into the box that did it. And then, um, obviously, we t- talked about Keir Cowley. Um, looked lively all night. Went through on goal. And then got dragged to the floor. And uh, you hear Danny Moon say it was more like ABH than uh, definitely a red <laughs> card. Um, I think the, the, the man, there was two of them going for Cowley. Um, both were probably likely to bring him down um, cynically. And so I'm guessing in the referee's mind, if he wasn't last man, because the other man might have also brought him down, that's probably the referee's thinking. But yeah, uh, so most refs would have given a red card because it, it was a bad challenge and Cowley was obviously hurt from the from the, from the the challenge. And, um, and then Tom Bendall got up. Uh, Tom Bendel slid the um, result penalty away, and then Tom Bendel, it was Tom Bendel's show really in the last twenty minutes. Um, several opportunities, uh, offside flag went up a couple of times, and then right at the death, Liam Jones um, had the, rose up for he- header, and the hundred or so fans at Lads Club there were almost ready to celebrate in injury time. It was almost meant to be really. And then, but the header went inches wide. It just, just in, just agonisingly wide of the post. So it was a two-two draw in the end, and Brimscon got away with one really at the end. Uh, it was there. There was only going to be one winner. Although Brimscon looked a bit lively on the counter attack, but there was only going to be one winner at the end. And uh, with twenty minutes to go, lads could kind of thought they they deserved to win really in the end. Yeah. It sort of goes like that in 50-50. Um, talking of um, people coming from behind, I'm going to have to do that this year in the Fantasy League, mate, because uh, I completely forgot to register for my match week one. It's shocking behaviour. Um, so, Ben, how did your Fantasy Premier League go this week? Average. Average to poor was my Fantasy but better than yours. <laughs> I mean, officially it was. Officially... But <laughs> I'll check my team now, actually. I spent um, all my money on Obama Yang for Arsenal and they left him out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play. And Arsenal were terrible anyway. So he, he's getting sold, probably for the cut price that I paid for him last week. And yeah. then uh, Mo Salah was my man and they pulled me out of the dungeons, really. Uh, so yeah, the two two Wolves players were poor. <laughs> <laughs> the same as the side, really. Uh, 
I watched them. I watched a bit of their game, and yeah, not not too impressive. Uh, but yeah, so um, Diaz didn't really do very well for Man City either. I left him on my bench, so it's all good. Uh, in my actual yeah. in my actual game, I actually did get seventy five points, so it's not as bad as it could have been. But if you I'd have actually put something into the lead, then if it wasn't I, I could have been, I could have been because I had Salah as my captain, so obviously. You could have been sixteen points clear now. I, I know, like the like Hereford playing catch up. I think, mate. I just I'm just doing it for the challenge, obviously. Um, <laughs> just giving me a head start. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Salah got me thirty four points. Son got me ten. Uh, Simicast and Alexander Arnold got me six. Obviously with Liverpool, but my t- neither of my two goalkeepers actually played, so that doesn't actually help. Um, yeah. But Callum Wilson also scored. He's a, I think he's a banker. See, I love Callum Wilson. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully next week I'll have caught up a little bit more with Ben. Um, in terms of the actual Hereford Times leaderboard, uh, let's have a look. Um, the leader at the moment is Unsteady Eddie, Tom Miles, 109 points. Great week for him. Uh, ben, you're, team. Yeah, you're currently coming in. Salah, 51 points for Salah. Oh, mate, he probably, oh, did he triple captain him probably? Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible, that. Where are you, mate? Steady well, Eddie is not too unsteady. I'm uh, 59 out of 64. So oh, <laughs> dear. Keep, keep going down and then go down some more. <laughs> you you find me. <laughs> well, technically, you're still ahead of me. So, some and person- Charles. Yeah. Else, another reporter at the Times that doesn't seem to have a clue. <laughs> in fantasy terms anyway <laughs> and, um, he's he's even worse than me off so you won't have much catching up to do for him um, definitely not there you go this is going to be a, a good thing to follow throughout the season um, but yeah uh, thank you very much for listening to Bulls Cast um, we will be back next week maybe Keith will be with us you know it goes on from week to week we don't know what's going on um, but yeah uh, thank you very much for listening and we will catch you in the next one <laughs>